Welcome back to Kingdom Testimony. This is Lisa, and I have started a series where uh, once a week, now I know today is Sunday, and um, I have more time on Sundays now, being that I have gone back to work, albeit part-time. I have more time on Sundays, and sadly I'll tell you why. It's because I quit the church I was going to, um, I didn't want to, but some things came out at the church and I didn't feel like I should go back there. And I asked the Lord, should I go back there? And he said, no, don't go back there. You know, and I know it was the Lord because every time I think about going and I've been going there for over a year and I really, really like it liked it. But every time I think about going, I can feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying no. And I will tell you why. I love the pastor. I love his messages. He preaches repentance and holiness, just straight up gospel. Um, but there is one on the pastoral staff that I was shown proof of that is a uh, Satanist. I know, it's shocking. And since he's on the pastoral staff, he has access to children, like my grandchildren, um, also leads in worship occasionally, and, and has a, a pretty high influential position. And I was completely shocked, actually, Another reason um, being that, now this is a Pentecostal church, and I consider myself of the Acts 2 experience of Pentecost. Um, I'm not all signs and wonders and all that kind of stuff, you know, and like I got to see that stuff. But another reason is I started to get to know um, a person that's on the church board and they treat it like a business. I mean, they we know churches are, are businesses. We know this. Otherwise, why would they get the tax-free status, right? But the church is not led by the Lord. It is led by the board. And this particular person, high-ranking in the board, makes a lot of the, you know, decisions, influences the churches on, church on decisions, um, you know, when I would get there, you know, they would, they would be very much in their, the people of the board are very much in their business stature, you know, you have come to their business and they run this church, not the pastor and not the people, you know, so I was just, oh, I was so saddened that I had to stop going there. So you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my Sundays and I'm going to Bible study with them. Me, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. We're all here. There's four of us here. And I'm, I'm going to continue with Hosea. I'm going to go through the uh, minor prophets. And I'm, st I'm still continuing with Hosea. I'm sorry, I need to put uh, the do not disturb on my phone. I'm continuing with Hosea. 
I did Hosea 1 last week, and I was going, I'm, I'm doing this uh, Bible document on my computer, and I, I don't, I can't explain it, and I'm sorry if this is going to be a long episode, but I'm only doing one a week, so if you want to break it up into three chunks or something like that, you can. I can't explain it, but the Lord, ever since the beginning of 2022, he's just really been impressing on me. This has been my desire to put this Word document of the King James Version on my computer and to show people how to study it using, first of all, the Strong's Concordance, which is a big book, but it's on an app. And secondly, to back up the Old Testament with Gesenius and the New Testament with Vines. So we can look at the scripture the same way the guys in the 1600s did, because we have the original words. Now, the New Testament, I will tell you right now, I'm a little suspicious that they took it out of the original, whether it was Hebrew or Aramaic or whatever it was, and put it into Greek. That makes me suspicious, but we know that God Almighty is able to oversee translations so that he can put in the minds and hearts of people what it is he wants them to know. So, all of that being said, I did Hosea 1 <clears throat> last week with the American King James Version. I did buy a hard copy of that. Now, that is in the public domain, so I'm not stealing from anybody, you know, I'm shortchanging anybody. It's in the public domain, but, you know, there's there's some things about it where I'm like, they you know, they take out unto and they put to and upon and just put on, and it kind of takes away from the from the meaning. So I went back and I changed Hosea 1 in my Word document, and I put all the untos and the upons back in there. But we're going to take the Fs out, E-T-Hs, and the the, thou, thys, thines, and we're going to put those as in, you would read it like normal today language. So I'm not changing anything, and where anything sounds kind of wonky, <clears throat> if I can use that word, Lord, can I use that? Okay, he said I can. Um, if if something sounds a little wonky, what, we, what we'll do, what I will do, is I will look on the Strong's Concordance and find out, you know, what, what does, what is this word? What is the main meaning of this word in the original Hebrew? Because that's what we're doing. We're doing the Minor Prophets, and that's the Old Testament, and that is in Hebrew. So that's what we're going to do. Now, Hosea 1, 11 verses, nothing, you know, nothing changed much about that. We read about how Hosea was told to take um, an adulterous wives. Um, so I have not changed things to what the American King James has. I didn't like how they were taking some words. Like they took whoredoms and they put in the word prostitutions. But I looked in Strong's and whoredoms is adultery or whoredoms. It doesn't say prostitution. So I'm like, I, I don't really care for that. 
So what I am doing, and I am not changing the word of God. I want to reiterate that. I'm not changing the word of God. I'm taking out the thee, thou, thys because they didn't speak like that walking through the dusty Israeli desert. They didn't speak like the 1600s guys. Um, God speaks normal in every in every generation, he speaks their language. So I am, uh, what I'm doing now, what I feel led by the Lord to do, is make it readable, taking out, you know, like I said, just changing the English, the old English stuff. That's all I'm doing, not changing no meanings of no words. I am putting in my version, I am putting, whenever the word Yah, Yahweh, Yehovah, Yahuwah, however you want to say it, whenever it says Lord, and it means Strong's H3068, Yahovah, Yahuwah, Yah, whenever it means that, I'm putting that in red. And that's so that when we're, when, when I'm reading it, I can see it, it'll either say, says the Lord, instead of saith, I'm saying says, because the American King James says, said the Lord. No, he's still speaking these things. This, his words have not passed away. Um, so whenever it says, says the Lord, or verse 20, I will betroth you unto me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. So whenever that H3068 is being used, we know that that is a personal word for the Lord. And I have it in red and I have bolded it. And what I am bolding, and I'm going to refer my subsequent um, recordings back to Hosea 2. And just say, listen to the first 10 minutes if you want to know what this is all about. But this, this is a Bible study. Okay, and I'm trying to help people read the Bible for themselves, study the word meanings for themselves. That's what I'm aiming to do. Not give you my words and my interpretation, but to point out how you can study the Bible today and get your own meaning out of it instead of listening to all these Bible teachers who are saying, this is what it means. And whenever I do give my opinion, I will say, this is my opinion. And I will only do that to like help someone, you know, kind of understand. So what I'm looking at in my Word document, I have gone through and I've made it readable not changing the words. I've put Lord, Yahuwah, in red, and I have bolded all of the words that have a Strong's Concordance and Old Testament Gesinius, which is just a little bit more detail. I have bolded just those words so that we can see that any words that are not bolded or that are italicized were added for clarity. Well, the italicized words were added for clarity. All the other words that were not bolded were filled in to make it readable, 
But they they kind of took great liberty. I hate to say that. They took great liberty to put it into a kind of context. And there are some times where you can say, all right, let me give you an example. Hosea 2. I'm going to read the first two verses, and then I'm going to read them with just what Hebrew words they had to work with. So it says, Say unto your brethren, Ami, and to your sisters, Ruhama, Plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, neither am I her husband. Let her therefore put away her whoredoms out of her sight, and her adulteries from between her breasts. The only Hebrew words they had to work with, and these Hebrew words now have big meanings, so they, they didn't just, you know, willy-nilly throw in context words. You know, they, Hebrew words have big meanings, lots of big meanings. So Hosea 2 says, Say, brethren, Ami, sisters, Ruhama, plead, mother, plead, wife, husband, away, whoredoms, sight, adulteries, breasts. You probably already know there was no verse 1, verse 2, verse 3. So it was just a string. There's not even chapters. Hosea just had a string of Hebrew words. So chapter 1, verse 11, the last verse in chapter 1 is... And then it will go right into chapter 2. Children, Judah, children, Israel, gathered together, appoint, one, head, up, land, great, day, Jezreel, say, brethren, Ami, sisters, Ruhama, plead, mother, plead, wife, husband, away, whoredoms, sight. You see what I'm saying? Adulteries, breast, strip, naked, set, day, born, make, wilderness, set, dry, land, slay, thirst, mercy, children. So what they did, and I think, I think I've just decided I'm going to publish this as um, Bible study guide. Um, anyway, this, this is what they had to do to make it readable. Now, remember, this was commissioned by the first Catholic Church. I am not dissing any Catholics of today. But the King of England at the time, King James, ordered this translation. And they were of the Church of England, which was Catholic, Roman Catholic, under the Pope. So when they when he ordered this, this is what they came up with for the church, the Catholic Church, and then it was distributed. Now this is not the absolute original. That one was even harder to understand. But this is what they came up with. And that's why I'm saying you can study this for yourself. And I'm going to suggest that you have an app on your phone that has King James with the Strongs. So as we're reading this, have that open and you can pause me and you can, like Hosea 2, say unto your brethren, Ami, and to your sisters, Ruhama. You'll see 
on your app, what I'm seeing on my laptop is that the word say has a Strong's Concordance meaning to it. Brethren also does, ami, and so on and so forth. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing any of these names right. I'm giving it my best shot. So I'm going to publish this introduction and then from here on out, I don't have to repeat it. I'll just say, please see the introduction between Hosea 1 and Hosea 2 as to why I'm reading it this way. And that will be that. So let me go ahead and publish this podcast. This appears to be like 16 minutes or so. And then we will go into Hosea 2. Huh. Thank you for listening.